Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 193 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving the episode a listen. In this episode, I am joined by one of my favorite guests and, quite frankly, someone that... And I don't say this about a lot of people. There are a handful that I would say this about. Uh, Somebody that I look forward to someday shaking hands with. And uh, I recently had uh, him on the podcast back in December, and I called him a renaissance man, a sports renaissance man, quite frankly, I believe was the term I used. Well, recently, uh, he did the proverbial, what you would call here, hold my beer, because you're going to try to one-up things a little bit there. And uh, he significantly raised the bar on what it means to be a renaissance man. And I am so excited to share this episode with you. And I'm, I am, quite frankly, I am so chuffed to have made this gentleman's acquaintance several months ago. And I, and I, despite the fact that I've not actually met him in person, I would like to think that I could call him a friend. I'm hoping I can do that. Uh, hope he may let me know if that's not the case. But uh, I'm really hoping you'll check this one out because this was a lot of fun. This is and just such a, a great learning experience for me. Now, folks, don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club getting a shout-out, be sure to reach out to me by email or on one of my socials. Send me a message over there. You can do that. Uh, I love being able to highlight the clubs. Even though the seasons for most of the clubs are winding down, You know, I do continue during the off-season trying to do interviews uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, with different people involved with the game in some aspect or another. So I still love giving shout-outs to the clubs. So by all means, if you have a club that you would like to have featured, shoot me a note. And you can uh, find all of my socials over there on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. And that would be a a huge boost to the show. And like I said, I love being able to to give shout-outs to learn a little bit about the, uh, the geography of the game as well. And folks, also, if you've not listened to episode 186 of the show, I do hope you'll go back and check that one out. As I'd mentioned there, we are working on a little project here in uh, my neck of the woods, uh, trying to make somebody's 80th birthday as memorable as possible uh, with birthday cards from all over the world. This is my mom, for those of you who haven't listened. And... Uh, Hopefully people will drop a card in the in the mail as along with a, uh, a little note that says, or a picture of something that brings them joy or makes them happy or a little story. That would be great. Okay, the uh, information for the mailing of that is in my uh, show notes as well. So hopefully you'll consider doing that. Now today's club of the episode is sponsored by MickAussie.tv and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in North America, Mick Aussie. He spent the last couple decades running his sports comedy channel talking about the AFL, of course, as well as the Canadian Football League, the NBA, and other sports as well. He is based out of Edmonton, Canada now. Uh, Every week he also appears on Sports Grid TV, and he was a great footy player of his own right uh, back in South Australia, as well as in the Northern Territory for a period of time as well. And the 
club of the episode are the Railways Panthers football club from Kalgoorlie in WA. And Kalgoorlie is located almost 600 kilometers from Perth at the end of the Great Eastern Highway. So I had to look that one up. And uh, the club's been in existence for 122 years. It's been around since 1900, and they play in the Goldfields Football League. And as somebody who's a fan of club logos and the imagery and that sort of thing, because as many of you know, I'm trying to cover my desk in my classroom with uh, as many footy stickers from different clubs around the world as possible. They have a very menacing-looking panther on their uh, their club logo. So hopefully I'll figure out how to go about getting a sticker from them. That would be That's a really nice one there. And this weekend, the Panthers, they do face off against Boulder City in a huge matchup. And I wish the Panthers absolutely the best of luck going into this weekend's contest. And folks, let's uh, jump into my chat with Michael Gallus and... Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. It was a tremendous learning experience for me because I, I had really no idea what he was doing and, and how he ended up where he happens to be right now. And I'm just I'm just so impressed by this gentleman. And it's uh, I hope you'll give this a listen, and I do hope that you'll share it because it's uh, it is just a fascinating tale in terms of what he's doing right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is not a stranger to the podcast. He was a guest during episode 116 back in December of 2021. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was. I called him a renaissance man in that episode, and based upon what I've watched him doing from afar over the last seven months, I think I was right about that. He's an educator. He oversees a nonprofit organization, Footies for All. Uh, he is a coach, and... Uh, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He's one of my favorite guests that I have had on the podcast, and I've had lots of them. And he's in probably my top three, I would say. I won't say where. I don't want to commit to that. But uh, I am absolutely thrilled to spend a little bit more time this evening with Michael Gallus. And we actually, I actually have our time correct this time. Michael, welcome back, sir. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's uh, always a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for. Uh, giving people an opportunity to tell their stories and broadcast live around, around uh, America. I, uh, well, I haven't got to America yet, as you know, Craig, but I'll, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to the day to uh, step into your recording closet and uh, give you a big hug. That day's well, going to happen one day, I'll tell you. Well, I, I don't know if there's enough room in the closet actually to do that, but certainly in, our, in the <laughs> living room at the front of my house, we could certainly do that. But we might just have to kind of poke our heads in here to look. Uh, and and like the Wizard of Oz, pay no attention to what's going on behind the curtain because it's an absolute mess behind it right now. Because um, I have, you know, I have two kids, you know, one is an officer in the military and one is in college nine hours away. So every year that ends or every move that gets made, boxes and stuff that come home and, oh, we'll sort through that later. So there are piles of boxes in the room behind me here in all sorts of different areas of disarray. So. The last time you and I talked back in December of last year, you were in Melbourne uh, with your family. You're not there now. Uh, where are you at this moment in time? This is almost like the Where's Waldo thing, or you know, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? You know, where in the world is Michael Gallus? Let's first of all let's establish yeah, where you are, yeah. sir. Well, literally, I made it to the middle of nowhere in uh, Outback WA. On Nukumba, that's it, Nukumba Cattle Station, where 450 
K's uh, southeast of Broome. And uh, for those of you that uh, know Australia, Broome's in the top, what, south, uh, southwest, top northwest of Australia. And um, it's a five and a half hour drive from Broome. And then you, uh, you turn right at the green box and you travel an hour <laughs> down a dirt road. And that's um, literally, and the dirt road is one of, the, one of the toughest dirt roads you'll go down either. And then you turn up at this um, Nookumbar cattle station, 22,000 cows, Craig. And okay. I tell you, I've had some very, very close encounters with cows on the road, but also in my house. And today we had to shoo the little calf out of the, out of the schoolyard. It made, it made its way into the schoolyard eating the grass and chasing all the kids around. So, uh, oh, it's extraordinary. I've always wanted to work in a remote Aboriginal community. Um, I parachuted in from Melbourne on a three-week contract as a teacher. Uh, as I arrived, I met the principal and vice principal on the way out, and mm -hmm. they let me know that I was going in as the uh, acting principal and unless I went in as the acting principal, the school would shut and these uh, Aboriginal kids wouldn't have an opportunity to go for a school for a while. So um, couldn't say no to that, could I, Craig? And again, amazing supportive family with my wife, Amanda, and kids, Tommy, Lily, and uh, Benjamin back in Melbourne. They understand that the impact that I make wherever I go and are fully supportive of um, coming out here and, you know, we, we do so much work with uh, Aboriginal kids in remote areas with sport uh -huh. and I really wanted uh, some stage of my life to uh, have a go in the education world as a teacher and here I am as a principal overseeing uh, six staff and, um, uh, you know, when I got here the school was shut and now uh -huh. we've reopened. We're engaging with the community. Only in the last three or four days, we've hired five of the local community to come and walk, work in the school. And we've got the school back to 40 kids from prep to year 12, which is simply extraordinary and great testament to the hardworking staff and the um, passion and commitment to kids. So let me let me go down this avenue here. So what, what happens then if, a, if, the, if the school doesn't, open or was not open uh, does i mean are there things that the the wa government has in place in terms of online schools for these kids or does it is just education just stop for them yeah exactly right we're that remote that um um they don't have the nearest towns are two and a half hour drive away and um, the majority of this community don't have cars, don't have access to vehicles. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously it's too far to walk. And that was the reason the school got set up. So it was a perfect storm of events, which we won't go into in too much detail here, um, that led the school to being shut. But uh, thankfully, I uh, gained the opportunity to come out here. And uh, the three-week contract's now in its eighth week. And um, <laughs> we've, stabilized, we've stabilized the school We've hired one new staff member. As I said, we've hired many, many people from the community. We've established respect back with the community. And we had a big breakfast with the community yesterday. And we, we had uh, mums and dads, grandparents, aunties and uncles come to mm -hmm. the school and tell us how they used to go to the school. We even had one lady, had no kids at the school, but was uh, so excited to uh, hear that the school was um, welcoming the community. She turned up and was... Uh, so happy to have a bacon and egg sandwich and have a chat to us and 
that's what it's about. That's what it's about out here, establishing connections. And, uh, uh, and again, this is Aboriginal land that every Australian is on. This mm -hmm. is this community here. It's not my school. It's not the education department schools. It's the Aboriginal um, people's school. So it's just been appalling that they haven't felt welcome at their own school. And, and we've, every single teacher has worked so hard to reestablish that um, feeling of uh, um, self-worth in the community at the school that um, they're coming and, and they're coming back in droves. And guess how I did it, Craig? By becoming assistant coach of the Nookumbar, the Nookumbar uh -huh. women's uh, uh, blues footy team. So that yeah. first day I was here, I went out there, yeah. dirt field, as we've discussed, they use bare feet, mate. I had prickles seriously coming through my shoes. They're so they're so big out here and so sharp. And these ladies, they're training on that ground in the dirt in bare feet, mate. That do not they do not even know there's prickles there. It's just wow. extraordinary. Wow. So since the uh, since the school is is operated by the community. And you, you said that it sounds like the WA government does not have a lot of connection to it. I mean, is there, is there any? Oh, they do. They, okay. I was going to say, is there any? They go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, is there any uh, effort that's put forth where, where the, the let's say the education, it would be education, education ministry. Is that what it would be there? Um, that yeah, they, they, that they, they, they provide. Work, that they work at trying to recruit teachers to come to the cattle station to, to work at the school for a year or two or whatever the case may be. Yeah, for sure. Where that and they provide a lot of funding for the school, um, mm -hmm. and they've been fantastic in relation to that funding. But we're a private Aboriginal um, school run by the community um, and funded um, through community as well support um, and. Uh, you've got to remember, we are literally in the middle of nowhere. Have a look right, up right. at uh, Nookumbar, Nookumbar Cattle Station, you'll see. Like, we're one hour down a dirt road um, in the middle of nowhere, literally. And, yeah. um, um, you know, it's I've only been eight weeks. Oh, sorry, what am I to? Four, five weeks. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. There's no shops. You know, there's no, there's no Bunnings, there's no Kmart, there's no movies, there's no Uber Eats, there's no KFC. You know, everything that you are used to is out the door. Plus, you are in a 100% Aboriginal community. Every kid at the school is an Aboriginal uh, student. Majority of the um, parents, grandparents have lived here their whole lives. I've been lucky enough to talk to the stockman that worked on the station 50 years ago and uh, the first school here was in a cattle was in a cattle shed like it's just extraordinary to have that ability to be on the ground in an aboriginal community and to um, gain the the um, knowledge from their culture by chatting to them it's just extraordinary to be here Greg and it, and it's and they've made me feel so welcome they're so welcoming yeah. they're so welcoming well i you know, just in having spoken to you a few times and trading messages online, I, I, I think it's safe. And this is not this is not a, a shot at the people that you're that you're visiting with right now. But I, I think anywhere you go, you're going to feel welcome. 
I mean, I, I think that's the I mean, that's I think that's the case right there. Whether whether it's you stepping into this closet here someday or not. But uh but it, it's just so when when was the last time that the school had even been well it, you said that the outgoing principal was leaving. So how long how long had they been there? How long had they been there before they were before they were leaving? Or is that is that something that you're throwing somebody under the bus here with this one? No, no, only two weeks, and uh, I was, uh, I became, uh, I've got a co-principal here with me, one of the senior teachers, she was the last woman standing, literally, and um, I became the, we became the third principal in four weeks, so wow. the last principal only lasted three weeks, and the principal before that only uh, a couple, two and a half terms, um, no, one and a half terms, so um you know as i said you're in the middle of nowhere it's brutal mm -hmm. conditions you've got to have the ability to be mentally tough and strong and and also but the most important thing like anywhere that you're going in a remote area is to establish relations and trust with the local community and sadly that hadn't for what you know a lot of different reasons hadn't been happening so um you know it's probably it was a positive change we're at this stage because we've just re-established that connection with the community yeah. and, and they feel welcome at the school and they you know if we can bring back the community to working into the school of course they're going to bring mm -hmm. the kids back and then the kids are going to bring their friends back and their friends are going to bring their friends and right before right. you know it, we've got a full school again and kids are getting educated the other challenge out here craig is we are teaching english at school they're learning, they they speak three different Aboriginal dialects at home. So, okay. you know, that what a challenge. What yeah, a challenge yeah. that at school we are teaching them English and yet they're not practicing it when they get home because the majority of the time they're speaking in their um their Aboriginal dialects. It's uh it's just extraordinary. And, and again, that shows how smart and intelligent these kids mm -hmm. are. Absolutely. They're learning four Absolutely. languages, four languages at once. Mm -hmm. Well, I, and I've had that discussion with, you know, I've had, you know, in my years of teaching, I've had a number of students who have come from other parts of the world. I've had, I've had students from Pakistan, uh, who I believe were spoke Urdu, if I'm not mistaken. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've Shaba had, Shaba. yeah, Shaba. I've, I've had, you know, I've had students from the Palestinian territories. I've had, you know, kids that lived in different countries in Europe and South America, China, Vietnam. Uh, and and I've I've tried to you know to instill in, in the kids who have grown up in the community where where I teach I said you know think about this if your if your parents said to you hey uh, just got a really great job offer and we're moving to Tokyo and uh, you're going to be going to school at this high school where you know everything is done in Japanese. Think about the, yeah, the, the, think yeah. about how that would would work in your world. So I mean, you know, these kids who are trying to you know master content that, that, but they're also having to do it while learning and mastering an entire second language. Which, you know, yeah, I, I will say you know that's one thing that a lot of other places around the world do pretty well is is introducing um, second languages. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw the U.S. under the bus here for a moment. You know, we, we have this tendency here of being, we're Americans, learn to speak English. 
you know, we, that's kind of how our mindset is that way in a lot of cases, but it's, it's, uh, it's not everybody, but there are a lot of folks that think that way. Um, but these kids have gone through, you know, an awful lot. I mean, I've had, uh, I've had a couple students over the last few years who, while they're going through school, have also gone through the process of becoming American citizens. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's a pretty detailed process there as well. So I actually, the last two students, um, uh, I, I purchased a, uh, I had a flag flown over the United States Capitol in Washington yeah. in, in tribute in honor of them becoming a citizen and presented that to them at our graduation, which was, which is, oh, and that's something that I did on my own. I didn't do, I it wasn't like, Hey, let's go raise some money. I, I spent the $40 on whatever to have this flag done, but it was just, you know, my way of, you know, kind of, you know, paying tribute to them and all the hard work that they've put forth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, what you're doing is 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 fascinating. Now, have you told your your wife and kids to start packing things up because they're moving to the cattle station yet? Or uh... <laughs> funny you should say that, uh, Craig. Funny you should say that. But uh, no, nah, it's pretty. Like I said, it's pretty brutal. It's pretty rough. Uh -huh. It's pretty hot, dusty, dirty. Um, I just missed. Uh, just missed. Uh, I think it was a ten foot black headed uh, python across the road this morning. We've got, um, I haven't seen the crocodiles yet. I've been hunting out them, but I survived the black-headed python. And um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not for everyone. And uh, again, my amazing family support me and being able to do all these uh, crazy, bizarre things where you make such an impact in relation to uh, community. And um, yeah, it's something one day, hopefully they'll uh, come with me. And again, okay. wherever you go in the, these um adventures you make lifelong connections and lifelong uh -huh. friends and it's just extraordinary to be able to be a part of an aboriginal community and to be made to feel so welcome and um we have you love this we, again another part of uh these kids getting back to school i run a sports session with them every morning from 7 45 a.m to 8 30. Mm -hmm. we've got we're blessed to have a huge undercover basketball court next door to the dirt footy oval and I just have taken wherever I go, just a whole box of balls. We've got soccer balls, basketballs, footballs, netballs, rugby balls, and we just sit there and play. They they play every year level from prep up to year 12, all together engaging, mm -hmm. running around, madness, trying to kick the footy through the basketball ring. We've had, I've had one kid, <laughs> he's, about two foot, he's about two foot nothing, and he kicks it through the basketball hoop from half court, the wow. football. I've wow. done it once. I've done yeah. it once and I was so excited. He's done it three times in the wow. last five weeks. And yeah, the Aboriginal kids skill level is just extraordinary. I've been blessed to work with um, kids for 27 years and some have gone on in elite athletes in professional sport. And Nick Constantino, as we know, is a punter at Texas AM and will probably get drafted through the NFL at the end of the year punting. Um, but these Aboriginal kids, they have something special. They have something different. We had a tennis bloke come out to, this week. These kids have never seen a tennis racket, tennis ball. They picked it up that quick within a couple of minutes. And within, mm -hmm. you know, five minutes, we could identify if they were given opportunities and encouragement and uh, the, uh, the equipment. You know, there's no doubt they become the next Ash Barty. This little Aboriginal girl was, you know, oh, what was she, seven years old. She just had that hand-eye coordination and natural right, ability right. that they all have out here, but they just lack the opportunities. They're so remote. 
And it's so difficult. All their people are all family here. So you take them out of here and put them in a elite sporting environment in the city, then, uh, you know, now I've been here, I understand how hard it is and has been for them mm -hmm. and how well that they have to do, do to adjust and to focus on that um, elite sport without their family around them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it is definitely kind of like the, the, the proverbial fish out of water type situation. You know, when you're when you're taking yeah. somebody from a community like where you are right now and say dropping them into Perth or to, to Melbourne to, you know, yeah. to, to play, yeah. you know, at, at the, the, if they get the opportunity to play at the VFL level or to play, you know, at the at the level as they're hoping to grow into that, you know, at like an academy yeah. team or something of that nature, it, it's it has to be difficult. And let me just jump in here, Craig. You're not going to believe it. I got introduced by the chairman of the community to the men's football team. And he said, I would like to point out one player that we have in our team, Zephaniah Skinner. And I go, you are kidding me. Played at the Bulldogs about four years ago. And uh -huh. here he was with me at Nookumbah. He lives in Nookumbah. His mum runs the church. I go to church every Sunday up here and she's mm -hmm. the pastor. Um, and there it is. So you can see that given opportunities that um, any of these kids across any of these remote areas can play the elite level at any sport. And, right, and right. you know the great thing I've, I've learned coming out here about Aboriginal kids and people is their joy. Like, again, I've coached kids from all over the world and along with Fiji kids, they find the humour and the enjoyment in the sport. You know, mm -hmm. the kids of other kids, city kids, yes, they enjoy winning and they enjoy it, but they don't laugh. They don't, you know, they don't, um, you know, sort of, get around each other when someone makes a mistake and have a good old uh, hearty a uh, more, laugh little, and smiles and joy. A little more high pressure, if you will. You know, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly that's the that you're exactly right. That's the difference that they they're here to enjoy the sport and mm -hmm. that's something you don't get in in the city with uh, city kids that I've seen. Yeah, it's it's I I'm just I'm fascinated by, like I said I'm fascinated and I'm going to I will post both of the your. I'm going to put your Instagram page and the Footies for All one on there. And if you have not, if you're not following Michael or Footies for All on Instagram, you should because you know the. I actually pulled up some of your pictures last evening. Uh, my my mom and my cousin and her wife. We were at uh, we were at dinner at an area that is. Uh, it's right on the. Uh, um, right on the lake here where I live. And, you know, we were watching the, and I'm going to hold the picture up here. You know, we took that last yes, night and I'm, and I, and I, uh, I'm holding the picture up so he could see it on the camera, on the computer. And I'm, I'm saying, well, I, and I, I'm scrolling through my, my Instagram page trying to find you on there. And I'm like, well, yeah. And here's these pictures that you would take. And I'm showing them the ones that you would take along the coastline. I said, yeah, somebody posted these. I said, these are pretty comparable. So it's, it's, uh, the, the area that you're you're visiting just it looks it looks you know starkly beautiful if you will because as you said there's not there's there's it's it's not a tourist area per se um no but, you're uh, right yeah we're, but it yeah. but is it's 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 almost something that that it, let me ask you: In your mind, is it something that you think that 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 somebody who has spent their life living in 
downtown Sydney or Melbourne or Adelaide or, you know, or Brisbane, do you think that they should, you know, take that, that hour long, you know, car ride down that dirt road, that bumpy road where they have to pull out their, 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 their mouthpiece that they use when they play junior footy to make sure they don't crack a tooth as they're bouncing down that. Is it, is it something that you think that everybody should, should experience or, or at least see what it's like there? Oh, 100%. The, the sunsets, you know, I've seen sunsets all over the world. It's just mm-hmm. extraordinary. The, the What you were talking about at Cable Beach, I was sending photos back to Melbourne, and people were seriously saying that's a photo of a painting when it was uh-huh. the, the, the sunset. Um, and the wildlife, it's just extraordinary. Like we had a brolga, I said we had a little bullerman in the playground today. Last week we had a brolga that was in there trying to peck the kids. So we had to... Um, was like Hansel and Gretel. We had to put little bits of bread along so to eat the bread and all the way to the school gate. And then we had to shut the school gate so the brolga would go outside. Is that one of those really big birds? Yeah, yeah, with a big beak, really big beak. Okay. I walked I can, around. Yeah, wow. I, I think I've seen – it's the one that almost looks like – it almost looks like a human, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't it, in some ways? Is that one of those really big Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the wildlife, when you're driving along, you get flocks of birds and they're going one way and they're brown. They flip they flip across and they're fluorescent green going wow. across. Or the, um, um, as I said, the black-headed python. There's crocodiles up here. I can't wait. I'm, uh, I've, I've been told there uh, there's one type that doesn't eat people, so I'm looking forward to finding them. So um, uh, well. if you don't see me again, people, you know I found the type that eats you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was gonna say let's not try to find the other kind there, okay? It's uh, you know, bring you know, bring along uh, you know, bring along the oldest, most sickly member uh, member of the cattle community that you have there, and just you know, say, you just stay right here. I'm gonna walk back to the I'm gonna walk back to the Ute and get 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 in this and go back, okay? You stay here. Uh, <laughs> No, you're so, right. You're right. And kangaroos, yes. mate, as you can see, I got my kangaroo top on, mate. It's just there's kangaroos everywhere, all shapes and sizes. And, you know, we have them um, all this morning. My bin got knocked over and there was rubbish everywhere. And I look out, yeah, there's two horses. We just had a couple of horses come into town looking for some food and uh, went through the old bin. And, and uh, you just never, and the eagles, oh, the amazing hawks and eagles that fly mm-hmm. around out here. And they leave you alone. They're just after the uh, food scraps that the kids, you know. In Melbourne, right, right. it's the seagulls and the pigeons. Up yep. here, you got these massive eagles coming down to eat the food scraps off the uh, ground. It's, and, yeah, and, it's I've, and I've heard, you know, you know, we have, you know, we have what is called the, the bald eagle here, which is kind of the, the national bird here. But I've heard that the some of the eagles in Australia are significantly larger than the bald eagle. And we look at the bald eagle as being a very large bird. Uh, but it's... Yeah. Uh, so, you know, looking at, at, at your time there, what, what is it that has surprised you the most during your, your couple of months that you've been there? Yeah, good question. It's always Craig. You're the uh, number one uh, podcaster in, uh, in America due to your uh, insightful questions, mate. It's I, always I, a good I, pleasure speaking I don't, to you. I don't know about you. that, but I'll... Thank I'm, you for sharing that. It's a fact, mate. I talked to lots of people all around the world for the last two decades, and uh, people that listen would uh, certainly agree, mate. 
again, appreciate the opportunity to tell my story and for you to broadcast stories such as mine around uh, America and across the world in relation to uh, people doing inspiring things and anyone can do it. You just got to get out there and have a crack and do it. No, I think really it's the resilience. I took, here's a story for you. And I, I was nearly crying today because um, I, an Aboriginal lady approached me to work at the school and to work at the school, like everywhere, you've got to get working with children's checks. So you're okay to obviously um, to work with kids. Right, right. And I said, yeah, that's, We'd love to have you in the, um, she's the team manager of the Nookambar Blues women's footy team, which I assistant coach. They won their last two premierships and, again, amazing group of uh, individual young ladies, all Aboriginal ladies. And I said, yeah, we'd love to have you in the school. You'd be great with the kids. She goes, well, I've just got, I can't get the working with children because I don't have my birth certificate. I, I, I've lost it and I never, well, I never got one when I was born. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I said, well, how do we get it? She goes, well, um, I think you ring the clerk of courts up in uh, Derby. And I said, okay. So I rang this amazing lady. She said, look, normally you draw, normally you come and then I check if she's got a birth certificate. So we don't even know if she had one. Right, because, it, you know, because I would think, I would think that in many, in, since places are so remote, there are probably many instances where somebody does not have a birth certificate. One was never created. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah. this lovely lady at the clerk of courts, like three and a half hour drive, mind you, to go and visit in Derby from where we're at. Um, she checked and excitingly, this lady had one on file. So um, we tracked up there today and we got up there and um, we got the birth certificate done. And here's the flow on effect. Because we got the birth certificate done, she could renew her license. Because she could renew her license, she could get the working with children's check. Because she got the working with children's check, she could work with the school. Mm -hmm. Two days ago, she um, two days ago she asked me to write a reference for a house. The only reason she was going to get an updated house here in the community was if she had a job, which meant if she had a working with children's, which meant if she had a driver license, which if she had uh -huh. a birth certificate, and all those things happened today. And you should have seen her face when I, when the lady presented her with her own birth certificate, things we take for granted. Yeah. It was just extraordinary to have that ability to change someone's life through a, basically a three and a half hour drive. That's all it was, mm -hmm. Craig, to, to change that person. And she kept saying all the way home, I'm so excited, all these things have happened in my life. I'm back on track. And I'm able to, um, you know, contribute to the school and help those kids. And, you know, that's the impact of people. You think it's just, you know, you can make such an impact if you put yourself out there, put yourself in situations. You don't know. I never knew that I would be doing that when I came up here and was helping out in a school. To right, change right. someone's life like that. So what has been, the like, the most jaw-dropping thing that the the what you whatever you've experienced that you've like the like the oh my gosh moment whether it's a, a good or a bad thing what's 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 been the, that 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 moment that you've just like you're never going to be able to to get out of your mind again well it's probably finding a house <laughs> okay well. it's probably they ordered uh, accommodation for teachers. It's been paid for. And the CEO of the, the community up here said to me, I know we've bought a house, but uh, I don't know where it is. And I said, what do you mean? Said, well, we've bought a house for the teachers 
to stay in. And, um, you know, no one knows where it is. I thought, how can you lose a house, Craig? How can you lose a house? <laughs> well, so, um, so I, I got up late at night because not much to do up here. And I just trawled through emails for the last three years from the yeah. school. And I was able to track down the a contractor. And then I was able, through that email, track down the, the contractor had email conversations with the house constructor. And then, you know, Monday I rang this bloke. And I said, um, you know, this is going to sound a bit strange, but do you have my house? Do you have the school's house? And then the lady on the end said, what are you talking about? And I explained the situation. She goes, leave it with me. This, uh, she rings me back two hours later. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, we do. It's here. It's been here for three years. <laughs> so it's, so, it's, it, so as you're going through these emails, are these the, is this basically the email address for the, the principal of the school? So it's been like all the principals that have been there have used that same email? Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> so uh, now, did you, did you run across any embarrassing emails from any of these former principals that are like, what did I, what did I do coming up here? Like this was a bad decision or this was a great decision. I mean, did, I mean, is there, is there a, 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 a paper trail, if you will, of their experiences there? <laughs> Happily not, Craig. Happily good, not. Good, so I, didn't, good. Uh, I didn't see any of, I didn't see any of that. So, but I was able to uh, track down the house and then ring them up and uh, like, Surely you'd notice if you had a house in your in your yard for three years that no one had contacted you about that had been paid for, mm -hmm. that you might want to uh, follow up with someone, you would have thought, wouldn't you? Now, is that where you are right now? What's that? In the house? Are you in the house that, you're, that you've discovered? <laughs> no, it's a house, house is in Perth, Craig, so we've got a few more uh, challenges to get it the on. The house is in Perth? Get it on yeah, it's in Perth, not here. Oh, so see, so you can move a house. So they, so they, okay. So, so it's 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 like a it's like a mobile home. It's one that they've built that they're going to yeah. transport. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now I, there's I'm, a next, I'm, I'm there's sitting a here thinking. Problem. Yeah, well, I'm sitting here thinking that this is you know, it's not a terribly big community, and there's only a finite number of houses <laughs> around there that you could have walked to each one of them and go, nope, nobody in this one. Somebody in this one, maybe that's this one that I'm supposed to be in. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's about, um, I think Perth's about, I don't know, 4,000 kilometers away. So now we've got the issue of getting it up here on a truck, but that's okay. And then they said to me, but you have to hire a crane. We are in the middle of nowhere. We're two hours from the nearest town, five and a half hours from the nearest biggest town. And now I've got to get a crane that can move a house off a truck. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so anyone out there with a crane, give me a ring. I need a crane. But you've got to get be able to get down an hour to road that's um, got to be four-wheel drive-proof. So I'll let you know how I go on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you know, the good thing about it, though, um, is that maybe you could just, like, disassemble the truck underneath the house. Or dig, you know, just, yeah, you know, just you know, or just you know, dig dig a hole, you know, get you know, maybe that could be a school project. You do an archaeology project with the kids and dig a big enough hole that the that the that the back end of the truck could just drive into that, and just say, you know what, this is the sacrifices you're going to make. You're going to leave this here, save on save on petrol driving back to Perth. You only take the cab back of the truck, um, <laughs> and we'll just go ahead and bury this underneath it then. Uh, 
for cultivating. I think it, it might be easier. It might be easier trying to find a crane and then trying to get a crane down here. I tell you, Craig, yeah, it's going to be a good one. But that's it's all, all about solving problems and the adventure. And there's never a dull moment in the outback. Yeah, that's um, that is that's that is. Wow, because I I was completely <laughs> I was I was just thinking that it maybe you know that they for they wrote down the wrong address or something. Not that they had it in you know darn near in another time i mean it's the same time zone but you know certainly in a different uh postal code than where than where you happen to be right now so, so are you yeah the other 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 end of australia literally so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so oh, that's um I, yeah every day there's something challenging and and again because... you're in the outback so it's about problem solving that's and that's and resilience and that's what the the aboriginal people are and this lady that I got the birth certificate for, I said, it's all about resilience and, you know, hats off to extraordinary um, Aboriginal people around Australia in remote communities and cities that right, um, right. for what they've had to put up with in life since white settlers have got here and, and yet never to give up and to always continue to uh, be positive and find joy it's just extraordinary and she didn't know what resilience meant she said what does resilience mean because i said you're every you're so resilient that you know yeah. that uh, we had to jump through all these hoops just to get a job um and uh, she said what does that mean i said well you never give up and no matter how many times you get knocked down you get back up and she started laughing and just saying resilience it's resilience it's yep. resilience and yeah. that's, that's the joy of aboriginal people they find joy in everything i'd be crying i would have no, been crying absolutely absolutely. absolutely then you, now you now you can drop perseverance into the conversation yeah so because you know i'm looking at i've got i have google earth pulled up on my on the screen next to me here but from what I'm seeing here, you are significantly closer to Darwin than you are to Perth. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're you're a lot closer to Darwin. Now I have no idea if you could actually, you know, drive to Darwin from where you are, but uh, yeah, might take yeah, a, take a while. A few bumpy roads, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think you could maybe get there. But yeah, it's it's it is. Uh, you're right. You are in. You are in. Uh, I don't. I don't. Middle of nowhere. Well, see, I. I don't know if I would use that term. You are in a uh, maybe sparsely populated would be better because because it is it is somewhere to pe it it is somewhere to a lot of people. So it, it's not nowhere to a lot of people. It's certainly somewhere to them. Yeah. So it's a it's a you know it's maybe it's a it's a uh, outback 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 a a, re a remotely populated somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah uh or something along those lines so it's uh it's just it's been really interesting to, to see what you've been dealing with there so how much longer are you going to be there is this have you signed on for the yeah, rest sorry. of the now just short term because um yeah you, you probably your listeners and uh yourself will uh understand this craziness yeah i've just we're going off I'd committed before I got this gig to go back to Pakistan for a four week uh, coaching gig to get the male and female team ready for the Asian cup in Thailand, Bangkok in uh, mm -hmm. uh, October 22nd. So I've got to go back home and uh, reunite with the family before traveling across to uh, Pakistan for four weeks. And just had a meeting with the CEO up here at Nukumar and he said, um, 
hopefully you survive over there in Pakistan, um, which I said yes, of course. I have complete trust in the AFL Pakistan and the situation there. And then he's hoping that I'll come back for a four to five week stint at the, the end of the year to help them in relation to uh, uh, employing more staff, most staff here on one year contract. So we need to start again next year and get another six or seven teachers to uh, keep the school running. So, um, and extraordinary, Craig, another reason I extended, I only had a three-week contract here and I've, I've obviously extended that for this five-week contract. I'm taking 10 of these kids. It's so extraordinary. Uh, after everything else that I've done up here and had the opportunity to be involved with, we're taking 10 kids, um, driving them to Broome and then catching a flight from Broome to Perth for a city camp. And they are, like most of them, never been out of their community, never less been on a plane, never less been to a big city. Right, and you know right. what they're so excited about? They're so excited about going to the zoo, going to the aquarium and going on a train. Apart from, of course, they love their football. So mm -hmm. we have got the derby between Frio and West Coast Eagles at off the stadium. 80,000. They're going to be like this the whole time. Because the noise, they're just, yeah, it's just going to be that. This is one of the greatest moments of my life to be able to do this with these kids and then go to a footy event. As you know, what the yeah, footy's yeah. like with the with the derbies and um, to see, you know, them experience all those things. It's yeah, that teaching's is the greatest job in the world. It's just extraordinary, as you know. And yeah. uh, these are this is a, an event that um, I don't think I'll ever beat in relation to school and education that's for sure that it's are are most of these teachers that come in on these one-year contracts are they newly minted teachers are they fresh out of university who are getting their first teaching experience yeah good question again uh craig it's all your number one in the podcast and world mate uh, half half so we've got half graduates and we've got half experienced teachers and you know, I've, I've got I've got two of them next door. If you want to say hello to them, they're uh, in the next room eating ice cream, and uh, they're just extraordinary. For um, one's uh, South African and one's um, from Perth. So uh, okay, okay. Um, so, so, you want them so, to come and say a quick sure, hello? Yeah, if you want to have them, we can certainly do some. Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hang ten for a minute. I'll bring it okay. with me. Eh? Sounds good. <laughs> this is live. We're running live. Ladies, you'd be happy to. Uh, have a chat to America, wouldn't you? Here we go. I'm in trouble because I haven't had time to do the hair and makeup. <laughs> we got, yeah, I know. That's right. This is my friend Craig. You're going live around America. This is, this is Danny. This is Fran. He was just asking me if I had uh, experienced teachers or graduate teachers. And uh, I said I had a bit of both. And I've got two of them out okay. here at the moment, if you want to say hello. So, uh, where you go, Craig. Well, you know, this is... This is um... I've, I've been a teacher for 29 years myself. So it's, uh, what, oh, wow. what gave, what compelled you to make, cause this is a huge jump for somebody to come from. Now, one of you is from Perth and one of you is from South Africa, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what? I'm originally from the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're from the I'm Philippines. From the Philippines. Okay. okay. Well, I, 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 I visited the Philippines a couple of times when I was in the U S Navy back in the 1980s. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I and I, I, yeah. So it's uh, what Different gave you? The, well, yeah, but what what gave you the the 
the courage to, to commit to doing something like this because it, it is definitely a, a culture shift for both of you. Yeah. Gonna go first yeah. round. Um, this is my first year of teaching. So okay. yes, it was a big, big jump. But um, I think it, a big part of it was because of COVID. I've always wanted to go travel and do teaching somewhere else, um, like South Korea or something like that. But because of COVID, it limited us to traveling somewhere else. And I thought, well, Australia's got like wonderful places to teach. And I thought, why not do remote? I don't want to settle down in a metro school in mm-hmm. Perth. I wanted to experience the culture. And in an Indigenous culture in Australia, we don't really, we don't get taught about it much in school. And it was something that has always interested me. So I thought it was a great experience. And you always hear that it's such a rewarding job and it actually is. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have, yeah. it's a good place to be. Terrific. Terrific. So you, 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 things have gone well this year so far. You're, you're happy with your decision. Absolutely not. No. no, it's definitely come with a lot of challenges. Mm. Um, thank goodness it wasn't just you know, teaching challenges. It yeah. was actually life challenges. Well, the teaching has so. been pretty. Yeah, the teaching has actually yeah. been really good. Okay. Yeah, so the easiest thing. Yeah. yeah, the kids are the best part. It's the adults that yeah, cause the problems. Yeah, but yeah, I, that 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 tends to happen in a lot of places. It's you know, I I've been yeah, I've been teaching high school for quite some time, so I yeah, I, I certainly get that that parents can be a bit of a challenge, but it's uh. No, not parents. Stop. Oh, the staff. Oh, okay. Administration. So, yeah. The administration. So the guy sitting to your left yeah. there. Oh, no, yeah. he's coming to clean up the yeah. 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 Not yeah. this fella. No. So he, he's cleaning up. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, you know, he said he was going through the email. Uh, the the principal's email. And I, and I asked him if he ran across any emails from... The previous people who had been there going i can't believe i made this decision or that or that sort of thing on there <laughs> yeah. 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 So, i was self-aware enough to say stuff like that so <laughs> so is is this something that you think you would and, and i you don't have to certainly commit to this at all but is this something you think you would commit to doing for a second year yeah. Not, not at this stage no i think i would come back and do this again but i've got I want to do different stuff next year. Okay. It's uh, especially just after everything that's happened this year, it's been very taxing emotionally and mentally. So yeah, I think like just have a break, but, but in Mm -hmm. saying that, I think that being out here, this pace of life, the way of life out here really makes me reluctant to go back and teach in a metro school. Mm -hmm where you do have parents breathing down your neck, Mm -hmm. just, you know, just daily, you know, the rat race kind of thing, driving to work in the traffic, all that kind of stuff. Um, Like the way of life out here is is really, it's really, it's something incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I would, I would imagine, you know, since it's a, a cattle station that you probably have some of the, the, the best steaks, available to you there. Actually, yeah. No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. We see them, but no. Yeah. We, we haven't, haven't did. No, we haven't. 
Yeah, well, it sounds sound like it sounds like all you had to do was close the gate recently, and you'd have you'd, you'd have had one there. I think we're getting a bit of trouble if they uh, if they see us steal one of their cows. Well, yeah, I think that, that is a yeah that that's a uh, that used to be a capital offense in the western part of the United States, you know, last century. So, I yeah, I wouldn't recommend that, but uh, yeah. Maybe one just falls off the truck as they're heading off to the to the marketplace. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm thrilled. You know, my, my daughter is uh, going into her last year of college. She's studying to be a teacher as well. So I mean, it's it's uh, my wife taught for a number of years uh, before we had kids, and then you know we made the decision that you know she she decided she wanted to be a stay at home mom while they were growing up until they got into school and now she you know she works in a different field now but it's a it's definitely a a, a challenging job at times but there are a lot of really good rewards to it and you know, you see a lot of those aha moments and just you know all those things that that uh that you'll you'll reflect back on 20 30 years down the road of course when you've been doing it as long as michael and i have i tell my students now i i, I tell them I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm going to see you next year at this time in the hallway. I'll remember where you sat in my room and probably what your grade is, but I, I won't remember your name because I'm old and I forget names now. It just, it happened. <laughs> but the kids I had in class 25 years ago, I remember their names easily. The ones I had 25 yeah. weeks ago, not so much, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> a sign of the times, I guess. But uh, yeah. So, hey, uh, what kind of ice cream are we having? Neapolitan. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> What'd you have, Frank? I had cookies and cream. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Help. I, that I'm was not... that was for dinner, Craig. That was, that, <laughs> that was your dinner, Michael. That was dinner, Mike. That was dinner. <laughs> well, they're 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 still waiting on their their Uber Eats delivery. It'll be there next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's still on its way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still waiting. It's gonna yeah. be a wall. Yeah, it's gonna be a wall. <laughs> Okay, well, um, Michael, I wanted to, uh, ladies, thanks for, for hopping on here real quick. I, I, I have a great rest of your school year. You know, we start back up here in about a month uh, here in the U.S. So I want to talk to him a little bit more about Pakistan and where he's headed off here shortly. But uh, have a great rest of the year, and I hope your careers go fantastically well. Thank you, Thank you so much. Nice you to meet you. You yeah, bet. Great to meet you, too. Bye. 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 Uh, thanks, ladies. Thanks. Good see, to see you. I'll eat more ice cream uh, <laughs> another day. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens tomorrow, eh? Yeah. No, thanks, ladies. Safe travels home. So you... Uh, amazing. 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 You know, graduate teachers, they're in the middle of nowhere, and uh -huh. oh, they're so good with the kids, Greg. I'm so blessed to have amazing staff out here with these kids. It's... Uh, yeah, that inspires us to keep going when you see these young ones uh, doing so well. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I, I, I've got I, six years, maybe seven years before I'm probably going to be retiring. But, you know, that's and I may just keep doing it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, we shall see. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that we got into uh, talking a little bit about, you know, you, you referenced that you're going to be heading off to Pakistan soon. Now, will you go to Thailand with the team then, too? 
Yeah, that's right. So okay. uh, we'll go into yeah, fly into Islamabad first, okay. and then um, we're going to bring together about a hundred hundred of the uh, best players, male and female, from across the country. Run a training camp. I'll select the top thirty, and then I'll train those thirty. And and I mean. The other part of this is training the coaches, obviously. Mm-hmm. That right, right. I was the first Australian and still the only Australian to go over there and actually teach them the game off. They've just, it's, they're extraordinary. They're all locals. There's no expats, Australians, helping them or working with them or playing with them. And they've taught themselves off YouTube. So um, it's just extraordinary what they've done and to be able to do it and then to be able to do it with females we've got a female coach now she's mm-hmm. been running trials and running drills and getting the two girls ready for me to come over okay. and then we'll train them up for a week and then yeah off to bangkok thailand to play the asia cup and um against uh you know bali uh vietnam uh i think japan japan uh tip to go in there as well um indonesia and uh yeah just extraordinary to have that uh, opportunity um to um put and they're so you know the plan is to meet the prime minister of uh president of pakistan and explain what we're doing and uh you know it's just yeah it's it's extraordinary and uh, yeah i can't wait to get over there can't wait to well, get over there and and i i wanted to bring that up because and i i'm not exactly you you posted the pictures about a week or two ago but uh when you were back home in melbourne for a, a short period of time, you know, maybe pick up, you know, some clean socks or something of that nature and reintroduce yourself to your kids. Uh, but you, you, you found yourself at the Victorian parliament building with a group of people uh, who I think they were Pakistani expats living in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. So what was going on with that? And again, you know, if you're if you're interested in this, folks, I will put the, the links to his Instagram page so you can see these photos because it's just some really cool images there. Uh, what was going on at the Parliament building that day? Yeah, multicultural celebration for the Muslim Eid Festival. And um, it was a, I used to do what you're doing on the um, uh, Pakistani TV program called a1 tv which used to go live into uh, or used to go um broadcast into pakistan and get to interview people exactly what you're doing and um in that there was a state members of parliament victorian state members of parliament i got a meeting with uh steve mcgee he used to play you wouldn't believe it he used to play vfl for brunswick and uh he played with one of my very good friends as well and uh, I said, we need to, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the American Football League, AFL uh, style, they've just announced a, a, a sponsorship deal with the Tasmanian government. So that uh, American football, AFL style, is uh, will have the Tasmanian uh, government logo on their uh, jerseys mm-hmm. from now on and right, obviously right. encourage people encourage people from both ends to visit through tourism. And I said to the also met the federal minister of uh, immigration and multicultural affairs and um uh in relation to we need to get a link now with pakistan in the same way and they said yeah we'd uh, let's let's talk further and again through the power of sport you can bring together countries and you can give opportunities through business and trade and mm-hmm. tourism and really open both countries up and we've got thousands of uh passionate Pakistanis, uh, Pakistani Australians and, uh, and um, 
every time I go to Pakistan, everyone wants to come to Australia, like uh, lots of places around the world. And if I can facilitate that and and the goodwill and, again, bring peace to the world all through the power of football, it's, right, it's right. just extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is uh... – it's it's very it's very interesting and like I said it was just I was just fascinating it was just like one other one another one of those aspects of, of the stuff that you do that I just was was fascinated by to see that you're you're kind of you know out there on the pointy end of this trying to to make this sort of thing happen and it's uh it's yeah it's almost where I want to just ask you jokingly you know what do you do in your spare time uh, <laughs> <laughs> well uh Funny, funny you should ask that. I'm up at uh, 5 a.m. tomorrow morning helping the shop. A truck comes in once a week to load up the shop for the community. So I'm uh, giving them a hand to unload because they've been hit by staff shortages through uh, COVID and uh, um, and everything else like everyone else. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think I have any spare time, to be honest, Craig. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you, you know, being able to sit down this evening and, and I guess I have to, and I, sh- I should have asked you this before. Am I precluding you from having ice cream tonight? <laughs> am I keeping? Well, that's probably a good thing. The kangaroo will get bigger and bigger <laughs> if I keep eating it. So yeah. Well, usually I, when they go, usually when I go to Pakistan, I uh, put on about three or four kgs because the the food's just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. That's. Uh... What what's been the and I, I I don't know anything about Pakistani cuisine. What's what's the what's the one what's the thing that you have there that you just go okay, I'll have just one more oh, yeah. or one more serving of whatever this is. Yeah, Pakistani omelets. It's uh, they just fill it with all different spices and it's uh, just the flavors, the smell, the color, the texture. Yeah, I cannot wait to get back there. Right? Uh, that's a that's the first thing I'll be having once I land. Okay, now. You know, I, you, you mentioned on there that, and I saw this, this was kind of interesting that your, your son got the chance to meet just recently, you know, a, a legend in Australian sport, um, Kathy Freeman, uh, she, I think she won the silver medal in the Atlanta games, what, that, 96, uh, gold medal, gold medal. She won the, she won the golden. Okay. Okay. I thought I read the shit yeah. silver. Okay. So she was a gold medalist. Okay. Sorry about that, Kathy. So and I, I'm sure you've talked to him since then. What was that experience like for him? Yeah, extraordinary. And Aboriginal too, Craig. That's the other. It's just extraordinary. I'm up here at a tiny Aboriginal school in an Aboriginal community. And uh, my son there is at school at Penlianess and Grammar School where I used to work. And mm-hmm. hello to all the teachers and students that uh, are still there and still cover my students are still going through year 10 and above when I was uh, teaching there. Um, they opened that at brand new, you know, gym, double basketball court, uh, everything else. Um, and Kathy was invited down to, to speak and open the gym. And my son was chosen out of the whole school to be the MC of the, of the uh, afternoon and um, was sitting next to her on stage. And, you know, something that I'd uh, always continue to dream about is meeting mm-hmm. her. And he just said she's really humble, um, very you know, very softly spoken and, you know, spent most of her time asking him about what he does and what sport he plays and why he likes sport. And uh, they're, they're the champions, aren't they, Craig? Those those people that do extraordinary things in life and yet spend their time 
um, asking other people what they do. And that's what I see is people who are champions. You don't have to win a gold medal. You just got to get out there and do something for someone else and make, make someone else, you know, feel special and, you know, work to do something to change their lives and provide some hope. Do you, do you mean that person right there? I'm trying to get you in the picture. Do you mean that person right there? Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, so no, it's just you know. So it's so anyone, Craig. You know yeah. that. It's anyone. Anyone. Anyone can change. You can, you know, just saying hello to your elderly neighbour. You know, mowing mm-hmm. their lawn, taking over a cake. You know, walking up to someone you don't know who's doing it tough. Are you okay? You know, can I yeah. help you out? It's, well, yeah, and just, that's they're the champions. They're the champions of the world. And what we, you know, what we just talked about there, you know, before we started recording about what what's happening here, you, you're right about that. Just you know, checking up on people and that sort of thing. Um, how's the uh, organization going? How's Footy for All going? What's what's next on the agenda there? Oh, fantastic! It, you know, it's just extraordinary that we've never had a cent of state or federal funding. Despite, you know, I've met with two Australian prime ministers, every second politician from, um, you know, in, in Victoria. The Victorian government awarded the charity the, um, you know, volunteer award of the year. And, and, and yet we don't do enough to justify any funding. And for 10 years, we've been able to keep running and keep working and keep doing what we're doing. And because of amazing people, just normal people like you and me and, uh, um, and everyone else that knows the power of sport and uh, able to donate. And, you know, as I said, I filled the sport bucket up here and every morning we're out there mm-hmm. playing sport with those kids running around, laughing, jumping, being healthy, being happy. Um, and we've got a really amazing lady, Tony Bresnahan, just came on board from the Bresnahan Footprint Foundation and, and asked me, what can I do to help you? And she's setting up a website for us. She's... She's, she's been able to secure um, private funding so that we can... I've got a trip planned for uh, Queensland whenever I can get a chance to, uh, to stop and um, work with the Fijian group up there. And we've got balls sitting at home ready to go. And okay. Wonga Baravila and Island Breeze Rugby Plus and run... At, we're going to run some rugby clinics for uh, Aboriginal communities in outback Queensland when I get a chance to... Uh, to stop and um is, is there yeah, a, just is there a school up there that's looking well. is there a school up in that part of the country that's looking for an interim principal for a few months as well oh i'm sure there is it uh, like you i'm sure <laughs> schools all around australia and the world screaming for teachers so uh yeah probably get to uh, meet some up here craig yeah let's yeah who knows what the future holds to be honest and yeah. uh, uh i've just been extremely blessed footage for all just amazing support, volunteers and people such as yourself and, uh, you know, like-minded people that want to help in their little way. And, you know, we don't need millions of dollars from the state and federal government, even though those taxes from our, myself and fellow Australians, this is exactly where our money should be going. And, you know, I'm living it right now. I'm seeing the impact in community of these kids playing sport and, mm-hmm. uh, they, this is where the money needs to be gone, not, you know, wasting billions on cancelling French submarine deals and wasting money in Victoria on uh, building roads and not building roads. And, you know, it's just, and it happens all over the world, doesn't it, Craig? Oh, that, uh, I've, 
these good programs, these good programs, this is where the money needs to go. It's our money. It's not their money. So it's, it agrees me that they get to choose what is more worthy than the others when, you know, we know and I'm living it. I'm proving. And I'm going to go back and meet with the federal uh, education minister and uh, indigenous uh, indigenous minister and say, look what we've done and how we've turned this school around using the power of sport and engagement in community. Because right. we always have these big arguments that indigenous kids, Aboriginal kids aren't going to school. Well, they're not going to school because you're not doing the right thing and making their community feel welcome. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So you, ha you, you have to, and I think in a way you have to also figure out how to maybe at the at the universities where where students are training to become teachers to 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 one show the need of of educators in these communities, but then also you know there may need to be an incentivization for somebody to to make the decision to go there for a year or two to to become part of that community. You know, and it and it and it's and I think you would probably say it's not for everybody. This is not as you've seen. There's been a lot of turnover in that position that you're in right now. It's not something that everybody's going to be able to that their psyche is going to allow them to do that. But for the right person or the right people, it could be extraordinarily rewarding for both them and for the students. Oh, 100 percent. You learn 100 percent. You're learning more about yourself and the students and their families and communities and Aboriginal culture then they're learning from you 100%. And, mm -hmm. uh, and even though it does take a special person to uh, stick it out in these remote areas, but you never know until you give it a go too. And there's, there's no, as you know, Craig, there's no, there's no shame in failure. What is failure? Okay, so you've, you've had a crack, it didn't work and it was pretty tough. You know, hats off for having a crack. That's what I say, you've got to have a crack. Never be as scared to fail in anything because you, look, if I really thought about this and really thought about coaching AFL in Pakistan, there's no way you'd go. There's no right, way in right. the world you would go. And yet, it's, these have been the great. This will be along with coaching AFL in Pakistan and uh, uh, the greatest adventure of my life in mm -hmm. relation to education and sport. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you mentioned that you know the, the dealing with the failure thing, um, and I don't know if this 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 line and i'm probably going to butcher the quote but are you familiar with the name thomas edison <laughs> yeah okay he, he, yeah, the guy that invented the light bulb a lot of other things well thomas edison was born about 10 miles from where i'm sitting right now he's he's yeah. right down you know the high school there in that town is called edison high school but you know when they talked when they i remember reading something about him you know where they talked about him you know well he'd try you know he'd tried all these different ways to to you know to create the light bulb and, he, and they said you know well, how did you keep doing with that you know with that failure, he said, well, I, you know, I learned, he said, like, I learned in like 2000 ways, not how to invent a light bulb, you know, and, and the one yeah, way that, that finally yeah. did work. Yeah. So yeah, before we wrap up, cause it's getting to be a little after nine year, your time. And I know you've got an early morning tomorrow. Um, we can't not talk about your blues before we wrap up. Here. <laughs> okay. Now, I won't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up the, the, the I'm not going to bring up the game from round 18. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention the, the cats and blues game. I won't, I did, I'm sorry, but um, four rounds left. They're in a pretty good spot. 
I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're in the top six right now. I think they're sitting, what? Uh, I'm sorry, they're seventh right now. They've dropped down to seventh. Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, they're sitting two games clear of, uh, of the club that's in the uh, eighth spot there. So it's, it's looking good for them, but they've got a, they've got a tough run home. You know, they've got, uh, they got the Crows this week, and then they finish up with the Lions, the D's, and the Magpies. And I, I'm th- I'm guessing you're probably not going to be back in Melbourne for that round 23 game because you're, you, is that, no, because round 23, the, the Eagles will be in Geelong. So I don't know when you're heading back home or not, but uh, might be a small crowd there yeah, at the MCG yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah, I think there'll be a few there, but uh, as you, as you know, in uh, education and uh, sport, to uh, be the best, you got to beat the best. So if we right, want right. to play finals, then uh, we've got to step up and have a crack. And as you said, we've set up. We haven't played finals for <laughs> well, it's been that long. I can't remember. And well, uh, and when since, we did, since I've been out following the, the game. <laughs> yeah, and then when when we did, we went out first round, and got absolutely smashed. So yeah. Um, you know, hats off to Michael Voss. I was wrong as uh, as uh, we had this discussion at the start of the year. I didn't I didn't rate him too highly. And uh, to his credit, he's learned a lot from his last stint coaching at the Brisbane Lions. And uh, uh, you got to remember too, we've had a very easy draw across the whole year. Also. We picked up some really good players in our Adam Scherer from Fremantle and uh, Hewitt from Sydney, mm-hmm. and a lot of the and um, Kerno's been fit and kicking goals every Great game. Great to have and him back. Those, yeah. yeah, yeah, and those kids from last year have obviously had another year under their belt as well. So, but um, you know, credit's got to go to the coach. He's uh, he's 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 coached them well. They've been winning. Uh, majority of the games, they won some close games as well, and um, yeah, balls in their quarters always. So yeah. if they want to play finals, they beat these teams. Yeah, they're 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 a game they're a game out of the number four spot right now. Actually, they're a game out of the number two spot, but quite a few percentage points behind um, behind Melbourne right now. What uh, thirteen? Almost yeah, a little over thirteen percentage points behind. So that may be too tough to overcome. But uh, who are you? If you're if you had to look at it right now, and I'm not sure how much opportunity you've actually had to look at the at the ladder with no. what you've got going on there. I mean, the, the you know the the ladder you're probably looking at is the one that you're 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 standing up next to an electrical pole trying to find your house. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, if 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 you had to say today, who do you th- who do you think's playing in the grand final right now? Who do you think's uh, cool? Yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, uh, it kills me to say it too, but uh, I, I like Collingwood. Um, Craig yeah. McCraig, their coach, I worked with him at the Brisbane Lions when I was doing recruiting mm-hmm. and uh, got a lot of respect for him and the way that he uh, he approaches the game and the way that he manages players and creates that relationship, similar to uh, Chris Fagan at um, Brisbane's done the same thing. So, right, uh, right. But also the Cats. The cats are looking really strong with Cameron and Hawkins upfield, and got some good young kids that have developed. And again, a strong midfield. So I'm putting four in. I'm going to go Melbourne too. Don't underestimate Melbourne. They showed last year when the finals came, they bring brought their A game. So I'm I'm going for four teams in the grand final: Melbourne, Cats, Collingwood, and Brisbane. <laughs> oh, That's okay. That's okay. That's certainly okay. I'm yeah. going for, uh, I'm going for a 25% uh, sit on each side of the fence there. And That's I think the Blues are uh, 
they'll have a crack, but um, you know, you got to lose one to win one. Yeah, and I think you know they should be getting Pitnet back here before the season wraps up, which I think is going to be a huge help to them. Um, that's no hundred percent. He's been be a huge loss. Yeah. How? Now tell me, Craig. I mean, you're a you're a watcher of footy and a lover of footy. How can a professional organisation have one recognised ruckman on their list of what are we up to? Thirty eight players. Like TDK is a forward. He's not a yeah. ruckman, and yet. The mid-season draft, we picked up two midfielders. Like you, like seriously, seriously, I, Carlton, seriously. How can well, we only have one recognised ruckman who gets injured, like all ruckmen do, and there's no one else? Like seriously, Craig, who um, are we running these multi-million-dollar uh, sporting organisations? You have to you have to remind yourself of the fact that I, I'm a cat supporter, and since I've been following the game, people have argued that the cats have not had a single ruckman on their list. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Reece Stanley, Reece Stanley has some, some great games. Now, he hurt his knee last week, so he's going to be out for probably the rest of the home and way season. But, uh, yeah. So where can uh, where can people find – I know that you said the website is up and is in the works of getting back up right now, but where can people find Footies for All? Where can they reach out to you if they want to help out? Yeah, just Instagram, Footies, F O. O T Y S the number four A double L and uh, you great man will uh, will post a link through so you can find us on Insta. We've got fans from all over the world. It's it's not just about um, you know AFL football. It's about providing hope and sporting opportunities to to um, you know kids, people, anyone that wants to get involved. And that's a great thing about the organisation. Totally volunteer. Not one cent has ever gone to anyone apart from the balls. So mm -hmm. uh, there's not too many organisations that can go volunteer for 10 years, give out over 25,000 new balls and sporting clinics and uh, opportunities of hope to, to people all around Australia and across the world. And, uh, um, um, you know, we, we value anyone that wants to help out and get involved and uh, do anything that they can in their area. Uh, as you know, I've sent balls all over the world to all parts of the world. Right, and, right. Uh, we're happy to support anyone, yep. anywhere we can. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you know, get involved and, uh, you know, send me a message, send me your photos and, uh, you know, let's get uh, more kids playing sport. Fantastic. Simple as that. Not Fantastic. rocket science. Not rocket science. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe it could lead to rocket science someday. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe, it's maybe, maybe you get a, a ball in the hand of the next Elon Musk. Uh, well, you never, you never, you never know. Do you, you never know. Craig, yeah. you never well, know. well, folks, uh, my guest today has been uh, one of my favorites, as I'd mentioned before, Michael Gallus. And Michael, thanks for taking time out of your evening, sir. I truly, truly appreciate it, man. This is uh, it, it's a joy to talk to you. And again, you're, you're, I think I closed it out the last time. I'll have to go back and listen again. But, you know, your positivity, your your chronic smile that you have is just is just in, infectious. I mean, and if and, and please if check out his Instagram page, give him a follow on both of them. It's you're, you're going to see what I mean there. It's just, you know, I I'm not sure if, if you've ever had a bad day before, because you certainly can't tell it by the, <laughs> the imagery that you put out there. OK. I can't, I don't think that it's happened, but, uh, Michael, thanks for coming on today. Every again, day. I appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Every, every day you're breathing, Craig's a good day, mate. There's no bad yep. days when you're above ground and, uh, secret to long life, Craig, is just to keep breathing. 
There you go. There you go. All right. Well, cheers, Michael. Thanks so much, man. All right. And a huge thank you to Michael for taking time out of his schedule. I know he's busy. He is every which way uh, with what he's doing right now and getting ready to head off to another um, significant uh aspect of his life as well very soon i do strongly encourage you to follow his instagram pages for both his personal one and for footies for all i've got links for both of those in the show notes the pictures that he has shared over on instagram have been fascinating it's just been uh, for again for me for somebody who's never been to australia uh and and quite frankly i'm going to guess that much of the Australian population has never visited a location like the cattle station where he happens to be right now. It's just, each picture tells such a, an interesting story of what life is like there and, and how people are, are succeeding and thriving there. So it's just absolutely fascinating to see that. So Michael, good on you, sir. Now also folks, if you can uh, help out uh, footies for all please reach out to michael on instagram send him a message and uh he'll get you set up with how you can go about helping to get more sports gear into the hands of uh kids all over australia as well as around the world and i do encourage you to go back and listen to the episode that we did back in uh december i put a link to that in the show notes as well just truly fascinating and like i said if you haven't listened to that one Maybe you should have listened to that one, or I should have suggested you listen to that one before you get to this one. But hopefully, if nothing else, this one will have encouraged you to go back to that one. All right? So, folks, remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list over there. You can leave a review. Again, if you love the show, that's really a great way to be able to help it out is leave a review over on Apple or Spotify that I can then share out on social media. Well, you can leave a review right on the website as well. And it lets me tell other people what listeners think of the show which will hopefully continue to get the club or to get the show growing if you want to help out the show financially you can do that with the buy me a coffee button in the bottom left hand corner or my store page there as well you can leave me a voicemail if you have a great story or if you are somebody who's very much involved in the game and this is where your help is going to be greatly appreciated now. As the season's getting ready to wind down, of course, we're going to have the women's comp gearing up here in the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to start working on some uh, stuff regarding the women's game as well here very soon. It's just hectic time for me with the start of the school year coming up, so I don't want to shortchange it, but it's going to almost feel like I'm doing that. Uh, I'm always looking, like I said, for great ideas for shows. So if you know somebody who's maybe a former player or you have a fantastic story, uh, like Damian Buttigieg, who I had on last year, or you know any of the number of players that I've had on in the past, I, I truly would appreciate it if you would pass along that information to me, or pass it along to those individuals so they can reach out to me on my socials as well. And you can find links for all of my social media over on my website. Up at the top, there are links on those, yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Yank underscore on, a Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well. I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm all over the map there. All right. So, folks, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to wrap this up. Uh, look out for each other. Check up on your friends. I, uh, it's, been a, uh, it's been a troubling year uh, for 
lots of us, you know, we, we've had, you know, many, many people who we have lost. I know this past week, uh, the world lost someone that Australia has shared uh, with the world for decades in Olivia Newton-John, just a, a terrific singer, great, wonderful voice, you know, fun performer. You know, I, most of us remember her from Greece. I, I, I didn't do uh, the Xanadu thing, uh, nor did I own any leg warmers, but she certainly was a f dynamic performer, and she will be sorely missed. Uh, but folks, check up on your friends. Make sure they're okay. If you need to get in touch with somebody and you don't have those numbers, I do have those in the show notes as well. And folks, I do continue to thank you for the kind words. I love when you share uh, your thoughts with me and let me know what you think about the show. What could I do better? What do you like? If you've got suggestions, you certainly could reach out and do that. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit that post. I will catch you later. episode 193 of a yank on the footy again don't forget that you can reach me by email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at yank underscore on a yank on the footy podcast on facebook you can find me also on instagram and on uh i'm sorry on facebook at craig wessels or on instagram at a yank on the footy i'm on linkedin also under my name craig wessels and folks again thanks for listening i do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family and until next time this is Craig Wessels, and Michael, thanks again for coming on, sir. I absolutely love talking to you. Goodbye, everybody.